You're listening to The Full Broadside. Everybody to episode 32 of the Full Broadside. With me today, KJ, Mando, Sock, Nimitz, Nightmare, and I am Cyberjock. In our chat room, we have Scarecrow, Serpent, Wyatt Earp, and Partridge and Chef hanging out with us tonight. So how how is the, the rest of my co-hosts doing tonight? I uh, haven't heard a lot out of all of you this week. I know we've been busy doing stuff with Easter. Hopefully the Easter went well for everyone. But uh, how's how's everybody doing? I'm still in shock. This is like the second or third time in a row you've actually introduced yourself at the beginning. Yeah, I did it I after you guys, though, see? <laughs> <laughs> Getting better. Uh, it's only episode 32 of, of, you know, it took me a while, but I got it, I think. <laughs> Overall, it was a pretty good weekend for me, for the most part. Um, did have too much work to have to do from work, but other than that, it's pretty nice. Get to spend time with the family. Yeah, I've been uh, working a lot, hence my uh, absenteeism. Um, it was kind of cool, though. Uh, Saturday, uh, I was scheduled to work, and uh, my boss said, nope, you've been working too much. You've been putting in too many hours, and he uh, scheduled me a tea time at the golf course, and uh, I went and played oh. golf Saturday. Wow. Man, I wish I had a boss like that. And I'm sure you were just like fighting every ounce of being was just, no, I have to be there at work, right? I fought it the whole way, but he just I would know. not let me. He just would not. <laughs> <laughs> I discovered something in-game after four or five years. Uh, you know how we always talk about the weekend. Oh, my God, it's the weekend, and the potatoes are out on the weekend. I actually found a worst time to be in game, like to catch even worse potatoes than the weekend potatoes. Really? And that's, oh yeah, that's the wee hours of the morning, like between 2 a.m. and like 5 a.m. Pacific time. I had the complete opposite experience. I always, whenever I am uh, wanting to like grind PR or, or grind win rate, that's when I do it, is in the middle of the night because there's less people, there's more good players around. It's easier to carry. Uh, Oftentimes, you see the same players match in, match out. Yeah, it's it's hit and miss. Like there will be some nights where I'm winning 14, 15 games in a row, and then like the last three or four nights in a row, you know, it's like I have lost. I I think I played like twenty matches and won two. But but I've been keeping track, and it's all been like between like two a.m. and four a.m. And Sox, right? You you do get the same you start seeing like the same people logging in and ended up in the same groups for, for whatever reason rn jeebus just does not kindly well, upon me i was playing at that hour of the morning and i dropped and it was it was my first game ever in the hakuryu and i uh by some stroke of misfortune uh i dropped into the middle of a super div of 07 uh 
Were you were you against them or with them? They were split. There was like two divisions on one side and one on the other, and then there was like a division of uh, like a couple of other hurricane clans. I was basically the only player in that match that wasn't in a hurricane clan. It was ridiculous, and of course, it was a five v five. Of course, either a five v five or seven v seven. This was several months ago. Ouch! I also picked up the uh, Manfred Richtofen. I I got so ticked off at the Parsival that I hit the free XP button and XP'd up into the Richtofen, and I have come to the conclusion... You have the, the most Rick overpowered carrier in the game now. No, I. it's the most hottest plate of garbage that I think that they've ever been <laughs> in. See, that's what I said. I I was trying to get it when they had the, the Tier 10 clan battles, and I was pushing through and pushing through and grinding and grinding. I was like, oh my god, this is going to be so awesome. I just got to get it. And once I got it, I was like, wow, this is kind of I mean, it, mess. It was fun to to fly around and, and crit cruisers broadside for like 20k a pass. But other than that, it, it's a flying, steaming garbage pail on fire <laughs> floating down a sewer river. It's trash. I I'm sorry, but that the hype surrounding that thing was, you know, so huge and so yeah. So that was my my two big discoveries for the game this weekend. I will I will I will say I don't really think it's a, a steaming pile of garbage, but I will agree with you 100 percent that the hype over the Richtofen was. I was so disappointed when I got it. I'll say that. I was so disappointed that I actually spent free XP on it. To, because I was so ticked off with the Parsival because I wasn't, that thing is even hotter garbage than the Richtofen is to try and get through. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I've just spent free XP on the Richtofen. But anyway. Speaking of CVs, I uh, I spent the, so since we last met, which was however many weeks ago, um, I went down the entire French DD line. Or rather, I should say I free XP to the Mogador and played it through and played through it in three days. But we're going to ignore that part. <laughs> <laughs> um, and holy crap, those ships are basically DD easy mode. The French wow. DDs? Yeah, I am. I think I'm ranked number 27 in NA in the Mogador. So nice. when I was doing the Leprechauns uh, on the press account, I purposely went in and there was a few ships that weren't on that I didn't have. And one of them was the French DD line because I just, I just couldn't stomach getting past like tier seven. There, it just and so I'm like, okay, I'll load up like the the Mogador and the Kleber, and I played like one battle in them. I'm like, yeah, these are hot garbage too. So you can have you can have the French DD Mogador and Kleber. I think are two of the best destroyers in the game. Period. I would argue and say Hallen and the Smallen, but that's just me. I just prefer the Euro DDs over the. See, I'm a, I'm a gunboat player as well. Like, I much prefer yeah. gunboats. Um, I, I also, I really like DDs that I can play like cruisers, and those fit that bill perfectly. Like, my Clever has, like, I think 9.3 concealment. Yeah, it was, I just haven't unlocked the secret to, you know, figuring those ships out yet, so. You gotta know how to juke. Basically, yep. nobody can hit you, but you can out-trade basically any DD other than Kaba. Yeah, I'll. I'll like you uh, should basically in a in a in clever. You should basically, um, you should basically never lose a straight up gunfight. I, oh, no, I mean, I'd take my tier nine Kitakazi up against a uh, clever, and yeah, when he's got reload booster up, it's a pretty even fight. <laughs> Harugamo, maybe not. 
but Kitakazi, that's an even fight when he's got reload booster. Partridge just put up a bunch of Chad emojis in the stream. So <laughs> yeah, it's pretty pretty fitting. Um I don't know. I think it'll be one of those lines that I will eventually go up just because I hate having a line that I haven't gone up yet. And then I will they will they'll turn into my uh, KJ carriers and just, you know, be port queens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, what? I think this was yesterday. I broke my record for the fastest witherer for my fastest witherer ever in Clever. It was two and a half minutes into saying. the game because I was I was farming a Kremlin who I guess like forgot he had an R key and I just got three fires on him and he never repaired them. It was a free witherer for me. Hundred thousand damage in like three minutes. Crazy. That's pretty nice. So Cyber was asking what's a Chad emoji. Chad is like your quintessential. Um, I don't try know. hard basically chad oh. is uh, yeah try hard game. yeah okay why do we that's, have that's to have emojis that... and weird names for everything these days it's like just, if somebody gets I, called, I don't get it in, man. in this game for example if somebody gets called a chad unicum that's they're basically a try hard unicum either unicum because they're try harding whereas yeah. a true oh, unicum shit. a true unicum is somebody who's actually that good i just can't find myself to say the word unicum so i say unicorn instead <laughs> i uh, i got mandela affected with that word real bad for the longest time i thought it was unicom like with c-o-m at the end right so what okay so so tell us chad what is the official definition of unicom nobody's ever explained that to me uh 2100 pr or higher okay so it has to do and with 2450 or higher is super unicom is that like a um like a Russian term, or is that like I don't know word? actually what it means. Yeah, it probably goes back to like League of Legends or something. If I had to guess, I know it's the thing oh, in tank. World of Tanks as well. But um, that would be yeah. something. I know it's Googling. like your your purple. Purple is good. Yeah, purple right. is super unicum. Pink is unicum. Okay, and then lower so, than that is not. So we have an answer. Partridge in the chat says unicum is Latin for unique. With okay, so that makes oh, sense. Okay, the more you know. I just thought Unicum was like Swahili for Chad. <laughs> well, what I don't get is is if we're having a term and colors for stuff like that, why do we care about win rates? Because win rate is an important part of PR. <laughs> yeah, it's it's takes place in the math that gets you that PR rating. Uh, damage uh, is the biggest factor, then win rate, and then kills. It should be damage and then kills. It sh shouldn't be win rate at all, in my opinion. But that's that's for another another day, and we've already covered win rate and my hatred for it. I just want to say that Unicum is also a Hungarian herbal liqueur. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> just say I, I like uh, that way better, actually. Uzo or. But I do have to say, like that being like a Latin word for unique, that's actually surprisingly eloquent for gamers. It is. That's why I was surprised when he said Latin. But then again, Partridge could just be throwing that out there too. I, you know, you think Partridge would lie to us? No, <laughs> no. Partridge. I mean, he lied when well. he was say, when he said he was going to stay in this clan forever. Ooh, that was. Oh, a long, long. oh, yeah, right. shots fired! Shot fired! Man down! Man down! We gotta, oh, we gotta pimp down four one one. like that, man. Woof. I couldn't. I couldn't resist that one. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, let's uh, let's jump into the deep dive right away and, and knock that out because we uh, we broke it up into into two segments uh, for last week and we, we got to the first, but we need to get to the second. So, Amanda, why don't you uh, take it away and, and get knee deep into that deep dive? Knee deep and deep deep into the deep dive. I'm going to pause for effect. By the way, that the sonar ping that you put in on the last episode was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> you like that? I took forever to find that, but I found it, and then I'm like, all right, where am I going to put it? And I had to, I had to look around and look around. And I later, after I put it in, I'm like, oh, there would have been a better place, but I found it right before you made your beep boop beep boop sounds. <laughs> so it was as if you heard it and then you imitated it right after. I had a blast doing that part. Yeah, it was. It made for a good laugh. So okay, so here we go. Uh, Before we do that, do you, Cyber? Do you do get that stuff from like a sound library, or did you just like Google sonar sounds? Uh, that one I just Googled. Yeah, I, I have some in, in a sound library that I've kind of been building as as I go. But yeah, in that case, I needed to Google and listen to a whole bunch of them. So guys at work were looking at me like, "What the hell are you doing, man?" <laughs> I was like, "Never mind, never mind. It's for a show. Don't worry about it." <laughs> No, that was great. That was perfect timing. So, okay, so we'll uh, we'll do like, okay, next up is deep dive, and then pause for effect. There you go. So now you guys put it. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> So we, for those of you who just tuned in and are new listeners, Deep Dive is, is we finished up our weekly grind segment and uh, we started up a new segment called Deep Dive where we're going to be taking a look at different aspects of the gameplay, different mechanics, uh, different nation trees, and just kind of diving down and getting into the nitty gritty, if you will. Um, so we started out in keeping with the current in-game theme with the Italian uh, Battleship release line is we took a deep dive into the Italian uh, the Italian nation tree. And so last week we had talked about, uh, you know, just some of the general nation tree uh, talking points. And uh, we left off with um, talking about the Italian battleship secondaries and um, the cruiser line and the cruiser play style. So um, before we move on, did have you guys gotten a chance to get into the Italian, like to the, to the battleship? Uh, or gotten a chance to to really play around with them since they're in new release right now? I got up to tier seven, and that was as far as I got. I haven't really Anybody played else? it much. I haven't played it I much. I am bound I'm by bound. NDA. Yeah, I uh, I okay. was given at the very beginning. I don't know how I got it, but I got the Alagiri, the tier four that Wasn't starts that, the line. That, like uh, Amazon Prime thing. I don't remember what it was. Whatever it was, it was. I, I just I ended up getting it, and I, I played it once or twice. It's okay. I don't really like it much, but you know I can save up the XP on it and jump into the next one whenever they drop because I haven't got any additional beyond that. Yeah, I guess I got out of the up to six, and they all play kind of the same. They're kind of all meh to to me. So would it be safe to say that I? Uh, NDA put aside, I'm talking about focusing on stuff that's already released, like the Lepanto and the Marco Polo is uh, more specifically. And um, is it safe to say that I guess I'm the only one sock? Do you have Lepanto or the Marco Polo by chance? I do not. I don't have either, which is why I can't comment on them because I've, yeah, they're still under NDA since I don't have them. Okay. I have them both, but I haven't used them yet. So, did you guys get a chance to take a look? Um, those of you 
who are looking at the line and take a look at the secondaries on the battleships uh, by any chance. And I, I had brought it up last week, mainly specifically focus on, and it really blew me away because I'm looking at the secondaries and I'm looking at my uh, Lepanto right now and I've got it secondary spec and it, the range you can, you could do a quasi secondary spec on the captains and, and get the range out to like 10.3 kilometers. But, and I, and I did that kind of on a whim because one of the interesting uniqueness for the aspects of the Italian um, nation tree is that the secondary armaments on their battleships, it's 90 millimeter guns. So anecdotally, I have heard that it's a thing that people do. Um, I know, uh, I know, Iron Harvest runs a secondary build on his Lepanto, and he uh, he really enjoys it. But he's also kind of weird in that he puts secondary builds on everything. Well, I I kind of do too. Um, but I was just curious if anybody was running the IFHE skill to get more penetration out of the secondaries or if you're just kind of sticking with uh, fire starters. Well, how much more penetration does that give you? What's what, 25%? Yeah. It, it, what's it 25% of 15? It's like 15. It takes up to like 21. Okay, well, let's see. 50, uh, um, 50% of 15 would be 7.5. So it's 3.25, 15, 16, 18.25. That's enough. That's not quite enough because destroyers are 19 at that tier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the question that I have then for war games is is why why put secondaries and you know if I, I don't know it's just kind of weird so something to look at on your Italian battleship line is the secondaries yeah they they look great on paper but in in game terms uh you know unless you're weird like me and like playing around with different captain specs or captain respects I just kind of left them um so on my captain mods I had put on um, the one that gives you the range and because I've noticed in game with some of the more average players, if they're getting hit constantly with whether it's secondary fire or with um, say in Atlanta, that's not really doing a lot of damage. It's just a sheer fact that their, their cages kind of get rattled because you're taking just constant incoming fire, incoming fire. And um, yeah, like what parts are saying chats, it's a fireworks display, but um, I, I got a question for you, Mando. When you spec yeah. that out and you run it like that, what's your uh, chance of fire on your HE secondaries? So the Lepanto and the Marco Polo both run 90 millimeter guns and the 152s. And if I'm not mistaken, I'm going to pull it up right now. The um, 90 millimeter guns is 5% fire chance and the 152s is 7%, which is, yeah, you know, it's kind of average on... Um, or a little bit below average. So, so get you back to. I, I'm not a mathematician. I'm not a numbers guy. I don't do math in public. It's really embarrassing because I end up taking off my shoes and counting toes and other body parts. And you know, it, 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 anyway, well, it's an I, I am pretty good at math. So hit me. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is, is in game terms, um, they really don't. Do, I'm, I'm looking at like three k to five k damage in a game overall, versus like. Massachusetts where I'm pulling in 15 to 20 K again, you know, damage a game just based off of secondaries. And so um, that's just one of the things on your Italian battleship line that you just got to really consider the fact that, yeah, the secondaries look really great on paper, but in game, they're just kind of useless. As Partridge says, uh, it's a fireworks display. So just something to think about. Man, I don't know if you noticed that Shep put one of his screenshots in the chat there for 
I think it was a co-op, but it, it didn't really matter. But he had 228 secondary hits and did 4,239 damage on 228 yeah. hits. I it's, mean, that's nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's nothing. So something to consider when you're when you're going down the Italian line, um, and and it goes back to what we were stating before. Um, don't. I, I don't recommend players going into it thinking that you're going to get, um, you know, some good secondaries out of it. I tried it. Um, it's not, uh, you know, I mean, pull up your own conclusions, your own thoughts. But um, unfortunately, that's a side of, or, you know, one of the downfalls of the um, Italian tech tree line is, is those 90 millimeter secondary guns. Um, shifting gears and moving over. I know I had brought it up on the last uh, episode was the Italian cruisers and the lack of hydroacoustic search. So the question I want to pose out is because I'm a huge Venet- Venezia player. Did I say that right? Venezia? Where's our linguist? Close. Venezia. Yeah, Venezia. Okay. Because yeah. it's, it's Venice. Venezia it's Venice player. in Italian, right? Right. Um, and as I mentioned last episode, I didn't even realize because I enjoy the ship line so much that the Italian cruisers didn't even have a hydro uh, doesn't even have hydro on it and so the question I have for you guys is is do you find that that's really um, setting you back on on your gameplay by not having hydro because I I, honestly honestly with how Venezia in particular with how maneuverable it is you don't really need it because if you're eating you know if you're eating torpedoes in a ship that maneuverable Hydra wouldn't save you. You're either doing something wrong or you're just being hunted. Yeah, at the or you're just blind. Better being hunted. It's at the so very maneuverable end, right? that anything other than like, yeah, Holland torpedoes, you might eat some because they're just so fast. But anything else, you always have a chance to dodge them, especially if you're running rudder mod. And it, and it goes back to what we've talked about on, on previous episodes too, with like, uh, especially from the Amalfi on down. Um, there are times where ships won't even bother shooting at you with guns because they can't hit you. It's hard enough for them to do it. Uh, destroyers are not going to be typically looking for you to, you know, be a torpedo target. They're they're going to move on to easier prey. So, what kind of play style are you guys using? I know with mine, I've got it spec'd out that pretty much I don't use any concealment at all, and then I use. Yeah, mine's that, also uh, a a moon build. Yeah, that captain skill that that reduces your reload time. You know, when when stuff is within your vision range. Are you guys finding um, any success with that, or not? I I find fantastic success with Venezia. I mean, I'm not leaderboarded on it, but I I think I play it very well. Cyber, what about you? I I know I know you like those the Italian baguettes, man. What what's your thoughts on it? Uh, I I I stay at range. I, I just. SAP everything and and I do all right in it. I'm not great. I haven't played it in a while, and I haven't really done a whole lot of whole lot of gaming with it since. Uh, God, probably before clan battle season started. So it's been a while since I've been in it. Have you had a chance to mess around or respect your captain since ten point three? Um, I don't think so. I think I just pretty much set him up with the exact same stuff I had prior to that, and uh, just kind of left it. So you didn't really change anything around at all then, like rolled with the punches on the 10.3 change is what you're saying. Yeah, right? I just kind of left it as is. I, you know, I, I made it as standard as it was prior to the adjustment. Um, tried to make it as, as 
oh, what's the word, as normalized as it was prior and try not yeah. to make a whole lot of changes because it was working for me and I didn't want to throw a big wrench into the things. Yeah, I'm kind of so, I'm, I'm with him. Stay at range, um, you know, make a turn and, you know, get a broadside volley when it presents itself. But, yeah, just basically stay at range. Uh, you know, do a lot of wiggling and waggling, trying to not get hit that way. Um, it's uh, do, do you play it more of a like a, a mid-range, closer range type of ship then, or what? No, I strictly played long range with it as a long range flanker, much okay. like you would with an Henri. Um, but the reason why I brought that up is because I know on some captain's builds, like I will use radio locate. Um, and I will use hydro, especially on my IGN cruisers, uh, because when I'm out there, I'm usually encountering that lone Shimikaze or that lone destroyer trying to get in some torp shots on me. And so when I'm out there juking and maneuvering, it's always nice to have that hydro pinging, not necessarily because I'm up close with it, but just for pure survivability um, to have it as a consumable. So that's why I was just kind of curious if you guys, um, you know, found it to be, you know, a con or a pro is, you know, is, I, I mean, really when you don't have having hydro is always a plus, no matter what ship it is, but when you don't have it, you really, you just have to, you have to put yourself in a position where either they're not likely to shoot torpedoes at you, or if they do, they're likely to miss. So that's like, try not, you know, try not to sail broadside to where destroyers are, uh, be unpredictable, you know, like don't sail in straight lines, that kind of thing. Just make yourself a, a not enticing target. Awesome stuff, guys. I appreciate the feedback on that. One more point I want to bring up about the uh, um, going down into the the deep the deep dive. Pause for effect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to hit it every time you say that. Although the guys in the chat room are talking about having a drinking game every time you say deep dive. Yeah, deep dive. Uh, <laughs> deep dive. <laughs> Exhaust. I don't think some of them are old enough to drink, my guy. <laughs> Let's Apple go. juice is still good, but right. they probably will anyway. Deep dive. <laughs> deep dive. Um, Knock it off, Nimitz. <laughs> let's uh, let's move on to the exhaust smoke generator. That's one of the uh, unique features of the Italian, and we'll we'll wrap it up our deep dive with the uh, um, pause for effect. And we'll wrap up. We'll wrap up the segment with the uh, some talk about the exhaust smoke generator. Um, I so the exhaust smoke smoke generator. God, I can't talk tonight. Exhaust smoke generator on uh, the Italian lines. For those of you who don't know, haven't experienced it yet, the the Italian battleships have a unique feature where you can hit that exhaust smoke generator and generate your smoke, which will conceal you at full speed, um, and um, cover you for a short period of time as long as you're not firing your main guns because if you fire your main guns you'll bloom out and you will get spotted uh, but your secondaries will still uh, fire and so I have found with my um, exhaust smoke generator is I have not been using it to, to close the distance per se in my Italian battleships but more been using it as a means to turn around and to kind of reverse kite. And that's what allows hundred percent. Yeah. That's the best uh, way to use it. It's a, to, it's a get, don't see it as a smoke. See it as a get out of jail free card. Well, yeah. Or more uh, of a tact, like a tactical one eighty 
because I'll use it pop smoke and that's when I start my turn. That way I'm not getting, you know, broadsided in, in, you know, by those Kremlins and stuff out there that, that are, you know, taking a target of opportunity. And so that's, I think, I don't know if that's the, the way that Wargame intended us to use it, but I have found that that's been a better tactic than using it to kind of close the distances is to actually make my turn and then start my kite. Um, have you guys got any different tactics for the exhaust smoke generator? Yeah, that's pretty much how I use it. I mean, like I said, I also use it as crap. I've overextended. I need to get out of here. There's no radar nearby. I'm going to use this to, you know, disengage a little bit. Um, I think it, it kind of seems like what they intended it for is as like, you know, going YOLO Emilio mode. Right. I know that's that's a very very I mean it's viable and a very common tactic because that's about the only way you're going to get in close to get those torpedoes off with the Emilio. So um, as opposed to like the the rolling smoke, um, I know with with the cruisers, you know if you're popping your rolling smoke and you're silly enough to travel in a straight line, there's a lot of great players out there and go, oh, he just popped smoke. I'm going to fire here. They blind fire and they just pound you to death. Do you Have you experienced that with the exhaust smoke yet or no? It does no. happen, but it's rare. Yeah, there's not a I, lot of players that are good enough to do that. I found out the hard way that if you do use your exhaust, exhaust smoke generator um, and then you fire your main guns, that you will bloom out and everybody's going to see you anyway. So... Um, that took about one or two yep. battles for me to figure the, out. The uh, Italian cruisers also have a larger smoke-firing penalty than uh, other 8-inch gunships do. I did not know that. That's good to know. I think That's... Des Moines is like 8 kilometers or something, whereas Venezia is like 9, 8.9, 9.2, something like that. It might even be 9.9. .9. I don't remember off the top of my head. See, that's why they call this the deep dive. Pause <laughs> for effect. <laughs> <laughs> So that's going to wrap up the segment on the Italian um, nation tree uh, with the, with this segment. Um, stay tuned for our next episode where we'll be uh, going deep diving down into a different topic and game mechanics and um, definitely pay attention to the discord. And I will probably put that up sometime before our next episode. If anybody has any, you know, questions or, and uh, as always with those of you guys in our chat room too, don't be afraid to, to type in questions we're we're here to answer questions and give feedback even after the show i know was i was on earlier today giving some feedback so we appreciate all that stuff coming in but um yeah that's it for now as far as the italian uh, nation tree it's a fun tree it's a new tree i know it's kind of the flavor of the month the new hotness that's out there but my my take on everything is uh, i was really looking forward to the uh, battleship line um i i think they are well um they're definitely worth uh, worth going down. And I know even with the the premium cruisers, which are kind of the anomaly of the line, because the premium cruisers fire HE. They don't even fire the SAP. So um, something else to think about. Um, but anyway, that's all I have uh, for the Italian uh, deep dive. I'm going to throw it back over to Cyber. Hey, uh, Mando, can you give us a hint on how much of a deep dive we'll do on the next deep dive segment? <laughs> Oh. I couldn't even do that without laughing. <laughs> the guys in the chat room are, are counting the amount of deep dives that were mentioned. <laughs> uh, we're almost it's to 30. Anybody, anybody want to kick us to 30? 
Right. I especially uh, love the scuba, scuba Steve. The scuba <laughs> Steve. Um, I was trying to keep a straight face, and the guy at the diving board was hilarious. So I appreciate you guys throwing the the memes at me. It keeps me keeps me on my toes. <laughs> We have, and for those of you who are listening on the podcast, you need to get into our Discord chat because there's a lot of of memery going around, and it's it's pretty darn funny. So you're missing out. Very hey, Amanda. Yeah, uh, Scarecrow did have a question. It was way back towards the beginning of of the. Uh, okay, show. all right. I was I was uh, deep diving into my notes and uh, not able to. It's about the Marco. What was the question? He was asking about why do people hate the Marco Polo so much? He said he was lucky enough to get it in a crate, but people tell him to get rid of it. Don't get rid of it. Um, First of I all, have don't a Marco ever Polo. sell a premium. Right. Never. Unless you're yeah. me and can't stand them and you want the money. <laughs> <laughs> I have the Marco Polo. Marco Polo, uh, it's a, there's not a lot of utility to the ship. Uh, when you look on the consumables, it's basically got like a heel and, you know, um, I think it's got a spotting aircraft. That's that's about it. Um, but you do need to have the dead eye spec because the dispersion is just so wonky <laughs> at range. Um, but those 406 guns, those 16 inch guns, when you were um, I, I think I was describing a couple episodes ago and, and in some of our chat, Discord chat, like I, I've got a replay where I went toe-to-toe with a Musashi at about eight kilometers. And the Musashi was trying to, I mean, he was getting his, his hits in, but I was on the quicker reload. I was punching him in the nose for fourteen to 18,000 a salvo. And just him and I went toe-to-toe. I ended up coming out on top over the Musashi. I mean, it was just a mono or mono you know, knife fight between two battleships, just, just bow taking each other and the Marco Polo one. Um, it, it's got wonky guns and the dispersion is at range, but you have to, because the SAP on that thing is so devastating. Uh, even, even if you just land that one random shot that just kind of lands what would normally be an, an overpen on a normal 16 inch round, you don't get overpens on, on SAP. So you're going to get a four to 5,000 damage, shot so give it some time like i like i always say don't don't listen don't buy into the hype play the ship and more than happy to uh scarecrow division up you and i can division up some marco polos and we'll take them out of the the port and and show them how it's done hey mando really basic question but i think you probably explain it pretty well um how do you treat on your battleships how do you treat the way you fire and aim differently between SAP and say AP the aim point so this is where it comes into uh, and for the more advanced players is is knowing where to aim on the ship with the SAP because you got to remember the SAP isn't going to penetrate as far as say like an armor piercing round I mean it's my rule is pretty much I treat it like high explosive yeah, it's going to penetrate better than high explosive, and so you want to stay away from the armor belt. So you're not going to citadel anything, um, at least big capital ships w- with your SAP. If you're going to, up against some cruisers, yeah, you, you might be able to to citadel them with SAP, depending on you know the tier of the cruiser. But uh, stick with your bow, just like a, a high explosive. Stick with your bow. Stick with your stern. Stick with your superstructure. 
um, and stick with those areas of the ship that, um, like, if you know and you look at, take some time. Like, if, if you really want, like, so for those of you guys that are trying to get in, like, competitive player, competitive clans, get in and load up that armor feature and, like, hey, I, I'm most like, likely going to encounter a Kremlin or a Stalingrad in, in game or whatever. Go to the armor scheme and look at the armors and, and look at the penetration value of your SAP. And I'm just throwing a notional made-up number off the top of my head. If, if your penetration value is 75 millimeters, then look at areas on the ship that's got 75 millimeters of armor or less that you can land shots on. And that's where you want to aim at. So the key to SAP is, is picking the correct part of the ship to aim at. And you will find that your gameplay will improve significantly. Uh, your numbers will exponentially grow over just... Um, you know, luck, Chuck, and willy nilly, and I think I think I'll just aim center mass and pull the trigger. All right. Well, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. All right, we are back and we've got a really active chat room tonight. And uh, I wanted to uh, get to uh, a question here, a random question for the podcast guys coming from Scarecrows, and he says, if you had to choose one ship to play for the rest of your the rest of the time you play, what would it be? That's easy for me. That's yeah, a really that's, easy question. Easy. Uh, mine would be the Kitakazi. Des Moines. Otago. Massachusetts. KJ. It's probably going to be a carrier. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah, it would be a carrier, of course. Uh, probably one of the triplets. The Kamikaze are Kamikaze or the Fujin. I uh, just I love those little ships. They're just stupid fun. Second place to be the Atlanta. I still love the Atlanta. That's that's I mean, yeah. The reason why I say Des Moines is not necessarily because it's the best ship in the world, but because it offers so so much variety in play style. You'll you'd never you'd never get bored with it. That's why I say Otago. To me, Otago, even even to this day, I've said it before, I'll say it again, it's still viable in Tier 10. It's still viable when you're in Tier 8s. Um, it can still hang with the big boys. So Otago, definitely. Well, I so feel that, Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I feel the same way about a Kitakaze. I mean, I don't ever like getting tiered up, but if I'm in a Tier 9 Kitakaze and I end up in a Tier 10 match, I still feel like I can, you know, make a difference for the team that I'm playing on. So I I think it's a fun ship to play too. It's not just, um, you know, the fact that I can score better damage than I can in most other ships. It's it's fun to play. It really is. Yeah, as for me, uh, I hadn't answered yet. And I'm sure Friesland. that... The, yeah, yeah, I was going to say the chat room is right there with you. They they think I'm going to say the Friesland. I, I still hate the Friesland. There's there's no change there. Uh, my pick, if I only have one ship to play, it's the JB. And that's because, same reason that uh, Nimitz just said. Uh, it, it's a Tier 9, but I feel even if I'm tiered up into a 10, I feel just completely comfortable. But with that out of the way, uh, I wanted to ask you guys... It, it may be a graphics update that they just had, but I was playing a handful of games the last couple of days, and I'm noticing now when the when the aircraft are shot down, I'm seeing little parachute guys all over the damn place. It's it kind of freaked me out when I first saw it, but I'm like, what the hell? I mean, I like it; it's kind of neat. But uh, is it just me, or does everybody see this now? Oh, that's a, those, those that's a feature the only ones that new graphics it. update in ten point yeah. whatever we're in. Yeah, ten point three graphics update. That's part of the new. 
yeah. with the A guns and all that. <laughs> I had one guy. seen that yet. That's cool. Yeah, one guy almost if landed on the bow of my ship. I was like, man, I'm going to end up yeah. carting around this German guy who just I shot down. And <laughs> Damn, now, now we're going to have POWs? Come on, dude. Really? Yeah, we're going to have to have guys on the deck running around with 45s because a parachuter from a different country just landed on your ship. He's an enemy, and you're going to have to take him into custody or shoot him and throw him overboard. Something. Now we're going to have to pick up survivors out of the water. Oh, gee. The game is into a first-person shooter at that point. Yeah, I know. I've noticed that a couple times. The one that got me was being in a DD and being close in proximity to the battleships, and they fired my whole screen shakes. That one threw me. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that too. Interesting, yeah. Yeah. If you look at the guys parachuting really closely as they're coming down they're giving you the bird <laughs> <laughs> yeah probably like screw you and your john bart aa i'm not <laughs> coming at you again no I'm so just those kidding. so those parachutists that are going into the water are they going on a deep dive oh god <laughs> <laughs> well at least we know what the title of the show is going to be <laughs> probably yeah <laughs> All right, well, let me get into the uh, uh, an out of the deep dive <laughs> there for the chat room that's keeping go, count. Yeah, uh, let's let's pause go to the for dev. Effect. Yeah, pause for effect too. Yeah, no, let's get into the dev notes. Uh, there's there's some stuff uh, in the works here still for the ten three uh, coming. There's a handful of stuff here. Uh, we can rip through some of this stuff pretty quick. High school fleet. Uh, Looks like another partnership with the high school fleet. They're going to be adding a Tier 8 destroyer, the Harakazi 2, uh, which was initially tested as the Arashi. Uh, tier 5 battleship, the Hai. I don't know how to pronounce that. So uh, basically yeah. it looks like a Congo. And then uh, some permanent camouflages for Yamato and Musashi. Um, so I don't know how that they, they said, of, of course, as always, details about this partnership will be later date. Uh, but yeah, that's that's something for the high school fleet guys that, that like that Yay. stuff. Just what we need more yeah. screaming lolly girls. Can we well, come out with subtitles say. yet? That would be great. Oh, I want yeah. subtitles for the yeah. commanders. That's just what I need on my screen. I, I don't have enough to pay attention to. I don't need to be <laughs> deciphering what they're saying and reading stuff. Well, at least we know one of our clan members is excited about it. That's true. Yes. We, we do have one that's very excited about that stuff. I'm more excited about the giant Guys, I'm sitting right here. Kong on the battleship than I am about the lolly girls. Right. <laughs> Well, they talk about uh, some balance changes coming. Uh, they, they're knocking the Thunderer's main battery firing yeah. uh, down 1.3 kilometers, which yeah, still not that much, but it's a little bit. The, they nerfed literally the one thing that will make no difference to Thunderer. Right, right, right. right. And then the uh, Stalingrad, the, the consumable surveillance radar, the time is reduced from 30 seconds down to 25 I don't know what difference that, that one makes. I actually really understand because the whatever skill it is, like consumables enhancements, I think it's called, gives you more radar time. Mm -hmm. So, like, as it is now, after the commander rework, you can get like 40, 42, 46 seconds, something like that, out of Stalingrad's radar, which is ridiculous for 12 kilometer radar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they did some changes with the uh, the Italian battleships, the Eligiri at four, the Sigma parameter reduced from one six to one five, the Tier five, the Cavour main battery reload time down from thirty three to thirty one five. 
the big one here that I thought was uh, interesting was the maximum SAP for the Andrea Doria has increased from 9,100 to 9,500. So those SAP shells are going to be doing a little bit more. Interesting. He, you got to figure um, a lot of people, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day and I said, yeah, it was only like a 400 point increase. And, and when you're going up and shooting stuff, like especially a destroyer, which are really freaking hard to hit, every hit point counts when you're trying to hit those right guys, those clever dodging around. So if you're going to give me an extra 400 points on a shot, I'll take it against a destroyer. Definitely. Yeah. Yes, three, three, three more hits, you know, that's, that's, 1200 real quick and that's that's a lot for a destroyer yeah with that you could pretty much one shot destroyer i mean you could do it anyway if you got a full salvo but yeah with that yeah yeah then they talk about the tier 8 tiger 59 out of the uk the uh cruiser uh change the repair party consumable uh restoration of hit points after receiving damage to the citadel increased from 10 percent to 50 percent uh, restoration of non-citadel damage increased from 50 to 60%, and the main better wow. accuracy has increased. Got a super, super heal. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, it's like they went from a regular heal to a, to a big-time heal, but it's British, so it's not really a surprise. The Tier 7 Weimer uh, looks like a cruiser. They added spotting at aircraft, so... Uh, main battery firing range bonus is is thirty percent instead of the twenty percent on most standards, uh, and the tier seven Japanese Hyuga is a reload time main battery booster consumable increase from thirty seconds to sixty seconds, so that's a heck of an increase too. They yeah, that's pretty significant. Yeah, they did some work with the British Destroyer Druid Tier 10. The main battery reload time increased 1.7 to 1.8. Uh, 0.1 I don't think is going to be that big of a deal. Uh, the firing range decreased from 14.1 to 12.1. So that's interesting. That's going to make it a little bit, have to get a little bit closer in. And the AP damage, uh, maximum AP damage decreased 23.50 to 2.200. So a little bit less. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty interesting too. And then the, the Italian cruiser Napoli tier 10, uh, the nine millimeter shells, uh, on the secondary reload is gone from four to 3.5 seconds and the 152 shells down from 10 to eight, the aft end armor belt slopes thickness, uh, increased. 20 to 30 millimeters and the fore and aft and armor plating reduced from 30 to 25. So I don't know what they were doing there. Um, maybe more ricochets, but if you get them dead on, it's, it's going to be able to pen deeper. I, I don't know. I don't know what they're looking at there. It's interesting though that they're talking about again the secondary shells on an Italian cruiser with the ninety millimeter. I mean, honestly, who cares if the reload is four or three seconds? They're not going to penetrate anything. Right, anywhere. exactly. Yeah, that that was my point too. And and after we just talked about the secondary battery being kind of worthless anyway, so yeah, I don't know. Whatever, it's fine. It it it, it is what it is. Um, the tier six ISA, the Japanese battleship. Aircraft restoration time reduced from 180 to 120 seconds. Uh, it must be their spotter slash fighter. Uh, size of attacking. Nope. Oh, that's right. That's that one, isn't it? That's, yes, that's it is. that hybrid it's slash the, battleship, battleship slash carrier. carrier. 
Yeah, okay. And then the size of attacking flight is increased from three to four, and aircraft per squadron increased from three to four. So making some adjustments, making some changes. And then the, the big one everybody's been talking about, the Godzilla versus Kong update. Um, some interesting oh, stuff here. Yeah, yeah. Permanent camouflage is the heat ray for the Amagi and the Primal for the North Carolina. I mean, they look kind of neat. They got, you know, Godzilla on one and and uh, Kong on the other. Expendable. Yeah, I don't, don't want to know what Kong's doing, or uh, should say Godzilla's doing to that bridge yeah, it looks like he's mounting it. Yeah, it's kind of weird. And where's his tail? I mean, that should be halfway down to the aft, shouldn't it? <laughs> Maybe it's in a smokestack or something. I don't know. Uh, oh, wider but it's memes, I tell you. I know, right? Uh, the expendable camouflages, Ultimate Guardian and Ultimate Titan have been added. Uh, these look like in addition to uh, these ships. Uh, Commanders Godzilla and Kong with special voiceovers. <laughs> I don't know. You're going to have Godzilla roaring at you when you make a stupid maneuver or something. I, I don't know how that's going to work. I'd rather have Godzilla than a lolly girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd rather have a growl and, and maybe Kong beats his chest because you're stupid. I, I don't know how that's going to go. Although the wife queued up the movie the other day and we, we all watched it yesterday. And eh, it is what it is. But. I don't know, Kong can sign language, but I don't know if he's going to be standing on the bow of your ship signing to you. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Yeah, you get a little pop-up yeah. on your screen with him sign, signing to you, telling you what you did wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah calling you a dumbass with fingers. He's signing yeah, I, to you. He's signing to you and telling you what the lolly girl's saying. Right, right. <laughs> I like Snow Dog's suggestion of saying maybe Kong can be holding a lolly girl. That would be hilarious. Oh, yeah. Yeah, choking her out or something. That would be cool. <laughs> Shut up already. <laughs> uh, but they got containers, two titans, one king. Uh, that looks kind of interesting. But uh, at the bottom, again, details about the partnership with Legendary and Toho will be published at a later date. So we really don't know much more about that except that they are indeed coming, and we're not sure how to get them yet. But interesting stuff. Somebody was saying that the Kong only stands on your ship in port i guess um well interesting well and see when they did the transformer stuff they had prime and they had megatron and the other ones all standing on the on the ship too but when you're out in the water they're nowhere to be found so i would assume it's the same well, thing they're, they're sitting on one of the turrets like the b turret they're actually like sitting in the turret i've never actually seen them in a turret yeah yeah, they're like sitting like, because um, Megatron is screaming, you know, come on, my brothers. He's, you know, screaming at you. Oh, but they're actually sitting like he's actually shooting. It, 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 they turn the turret, like the B turret, into like a, a mounted weapon that he's like shooting. And the same thing with Optimus. I thought that was pretty cool. Huh. I guess I never noticed that. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, there you go. It's not a deep dive segment, but it's it's dev notes. So, so there you Ooh, go, guys. Pause for a fact. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are killing me. <laughs> I, I will say it, it is awful nice to have this many people in a chat room because my chat window has been bumping like crazy and I must have 120 messages that I haven't interacted with since we started because they're constantly blowing up the screen. There's memes everywhere. There's it, it, It's really nice to have this much interaction. 
Yes, it is. The we big, the very big, much appreciate it. The big question of the week is, do you still have your Massachusetts? Uh, I don't know if that's a big question. You guys told me to hold on to it, and it sounded like you were going to yell at me if I got rid of it. So I, I was I was close to cutting it. I was really close, but I figured, you know what, I'll hold on to it and ignore it for a while and uh, give it another chance when they, they fix all the stupidity. And uh, we'll see. But, yes, it's, it's still in my port. I was gonna say, okay. if you get if you get rid of it, we're gonna figure out a way to get you a Friesland to replace it. Yeah, that so, that that threat is the reason it's still in my port. <laughs> <laughs> I know I've been doing my best to try to th throw some numbers up and throw them in, like and tagging you in it, like, hey, you know, still viable. You know, uh, it's some really good games I've had in in my um, Massachusetts, and it's actually I wanted to thank you for that because I haven't been in a massa for a while. Um, you know, since the secondary nerf, but um, I mean, the, the damage got nerfed on it a little bit, but it's still a fun ship to play. Uh, so hang in there. Nah. Somebody brought that up during the deep dive segment that they were selling premium ships. I mean, I would never do it, but I mean, Cyber, is, do you have a reason for selling your premium ships? If I don't like them, you know, yeah. I mean, what the hell's the point in holding on to them? I mean, I, I, I get the idea that, you know, I need Sock tells me don't ever sell them. It, it's the stupidest thing in the world. But you know what? For me, the way I play the game is the way I want to play the game. You know, I'll, I'll play it and whatever makes it more fun for me. And if, if I have a premium sitting there in my port that I can use something off of it, you know, sell it for scrap, use money to, to finance something else that I do enjoy playing, I mean, to me, that's a no-brainer. I mean, I, I get the concept of holding on to them indefinitely because that way when you get the drops and the crates and all that stuff, you know, I, I understand that. But you know what? I'm not usually lucky enough to get drops out of crates anyway, so it really doesn't matter too much to me. So yeah. I've, I've sold a handful of premiums over over the years, and it's it's not something that I do easily. I will usually hold on to them a while, but, you know, if, if I'm in a fix, I mean, I don't get credits regularly. I don't get on and generate a ton of them uh, to, to have, you know, 10 billion laying around like some of you guys do. But, you know, I mean, I, I buy into a ship, and then I find myself stuck because I can't equip it for a while because i got to play a bunch of other games and build up XP and and uh, uh, credits so that I can, can outfit it. And then I feel like, you know what, it sucks because I've got a ship I just bought, I want to play, and I can't. Otherwise, I'm going to get smoked because I don't have any of the, the extra equipment on it. So, Yeah, I was um – and I know we've said deep dive a million times, and I wasn't trying to say it again, which I just said it one more time again <laughs> that I really wanted to, but it would prevent you from doing a deep dive into your wallet around, you know, Black Friday and Christmas time, you know, so I, I don't sell them. I'm like, well, if yeah, that's yeah. one more ship off the list and maybe I'll get something that's really good that I really liked and... Um, yeah, and I get that, but you know what? I don't deep dive into my wallet any time of the year. Typically, I will keep my. <laughs> I, I will. I will keep. <laughs> yeah, it's number forty-three, by the way. Thank you, Snow Dog. Um, I I typically don't don't spend a whole lot around the holidays or, or any of the Black Friday stuff. I just don't spend money for a bunch of random crates. If I'm going to spend money, it's going to be on a ship that I want that I've been eyeing up for a while. And you know what? If it doesn't work out, then well, I'll hold on to it for a while and give it an honest go and if it's just not my cup of tea I'll, I'll send it back and you know and i'll use use the credits all righty then 
But yeah. what are we up to? 43, 44? Might, yeah. might as well get 50. <laughs> I, I'm sure it'll happen in the natural progression of things. You guys, <laughs> you guys are killing me. We're <laughs> so, so off the rails here. <laughs> well, that's what happens when we get this many people together. <laughs> right, right. You know, I, I had a question. I was playing playing a ship the other day. Uh, actually, I think it was even today. I was playing, and and I know you guys, and and we've we've done the weekly grind, and we've covered all these ships, but uh, specifically the the heavy ships, uh, the heavy cruisers in the British line. Um, I had problems with the Hawkins. To the Surrey was a little bit better. The Albemarle. I mean, these are supposed to be heavy cruisers, but when you're cutting across an area and you know a radar happens to pop and catch you where you're turning one salvo takes 99% of your health and you're barely floating what the heck is that and and it, it's supposed to be i can understand if it was an edinburgh but it's uh, an albemarle which is supposed to be hev- heavily armored compared to the edinburgh and i mean I, i'm running all the way to the back line to get away for a while and it's I don't I don't get it, man. I, these these things are crazy. I, I don't well, know I mean, what it is with the line. I wanted to get to the Goliath, but I found myself going. You know what? I think I'm done with that line. I just I, I can't get the hang of it. I ran into the same problem, but um, I will say even the American heavy cruisers aren't something that you can be careless with. And I'm not saying you're being careless. I mean to come off snarkish or anything, but I mean they are still kind of fragile ships i mean they don't take a lot of punishment well and i get that and i i wasn't trying intentionally on turning but i i I realized as as i started to push that my entire team left me out on a flank by myself so i started to turn and it it turned slow because it's a bigger cruiser and i tried to turn and get the hell out of there and as i was doing so I know there's a chappie somewhere on the other side of an island, and I knew he was there, but he popped radar, I'm sure, looking for a DD that wasn't there, and they spotted me. And I don't know what it was, North Carolina or something else hit me with a salvo really quickly thereafter, so they must have knew I was there and just hoping that I was going broadside, and I did, and that was just about, I was almost dev struck. I was surprised I, I didn't sink with that one salvo. I mean, I got really close, but it was insane. Yeah, you you got to really angle yourself in the British heavy cruisers. Um, they have really flat sides, and if you and just what their armor scheme is, if you, if you get caught, um, you know, sideways to somebody, they they will definitely take you down. I I think there's a common misconception of the fact that it says heavy cruiser and it's supposed to be you know like this armored juggernaut sailing around, but they're right. really not. You know, um, I know that the Drake. It, the line, as you, again, as with natural progression, is what I call a natural progression line. It, it gets better as you go up, and I know the Goliath has got some really um, wonky uh, armor values in the fact that where I have shrugged off full salvos from Kremlins and stuff that should have just taken me out, and then other times, like this little DD is pew pewing me and <laughs> you know and chipping away, and, you know, like what the heck is going on? So it. it it um yeah the Goliath is kind of um weird but it's worth it though because the Goliath will troll some armor shot I mean the Goliath will will troll some salvos out of battleships and it will just kind of leave people just scratching their head and 
they're calling you hacking and you know next thing you know you're hacking because you're in a, in a goliath or whatever but um they, it does get better as you go down the line yeah it's just a matter of toughing it uh toughen that albert marley enough to to make some points to to be able to move beyond it but i've got other things i'm working on too i've got a lot of research bureau stuff to work through too so i guess we'll see I, i've still got the baltimore in my port and i've got to work through that and try to find my way to the Des Moines at some point. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not in any hurry to do any of that. I've got, I, I, maybe I'll just say, you know what, heck with it, sell them all and go Russian. Nothing but Russian ships in my port. Cause <laughs> I seem to play those pretty well. <laughs> all right. Why don't we head to the, head to the, uh, parting shot section here and, uh, get the heck out of here for the night. Uh, KJ, let's start with you. Uh, not a whole lot. Like I said, uh, had a good weekend. I hope everybody else had a good Easter weekend. I got to spend some time with family for those of you who celebrate Easter and everything. Um, not a whole lot. I really don't have too much to really gripe to about right at the moment. Um, I mean, I'm still sick and tired of being one or two shotted from freaking CVs when you're running around at DDD. But other than that, that's about it. All right. Nightmare. I'm just... <laughs> uh, yeah, I got nothing. Uh, I uh, I've been. I feel like I have like 800 different irons in the fire, and I just don't know what I want to work on next. So it's 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 a good time to be me, unless I'm really antsy for a a ship I want. I know that uh, clan battles are. I think this next week is the this is the final week of them for this season. So. Uh, hopefully we can uh, uh, get out there and get some good games in and uh, get up that last uh, struggle to uh, uh, what is it, Storm? Yep, yep, we've been scratching the surface of Storm. Yep. Alright, Sock, what do you got? Um, I don't really have a whole lot either. I'm, I'm looking forward to Clan Battles being done. I'm getting kind of burnt out on it. Um, But now that I have, so I, I completed, so my goal for 2020, 2021, I should say, was to have 20 tier 10s in my port. Um, it is now the beginning of April, and I have completed that goal um, because I guess I have no life. So my question to you guys, the, the listeners and for the other people, um, what should I do next? What line do I do next? Well, you just destroyed the French DDs, no pun intended. Um, how about... I'm thinking going for the Conqueror next, British BBs. I was actually going to say... I was going to no, say I'm British like, BBs. And so plus, you, you I'm like, got- plus I'm one of the best Thunderer players in NA. Like, <laughs> I think I'm like 150 by damage in NA in Thunderer, so I think I'd play Conqueror really well. Yeah, it's pretty much the same ship i mean you got to think that the thunder is just the thunder has the old conqueror guns that everybody thought were really horrible like if you put the larger guns on a conqueror people are like what are you doing that's the stupidest thing ever and so i mean they took the guns off and put it on a thunder so it's yeah it's um yeah yeah serpent says you you, you say you say it takes like you, you say that like it takes a lot of skill to play thunder <laughs> so, but no i i think Conquer is uh, is a good line. It's a fun line. Um, if I would free XP past the monarch, though. 
Yeah, I will say the same. I uh, I skipped over the monarch. I I'm in love with the lion right now. So if the conqueror is anywhere close to the lion, uh, you're you're gonna like it. Huge Wait, improvement. In, in my defense, though, because Thunderer is so good, the majority of the top tier players of it play it extremely well, like 160, 170,000 average damage plus. So I. From what I understand, it's one of the harder ships to, at tier ten to leaderboard. Oh yeah, no, nobody's, you know, putting like, statistically. I, th- I believe Z fifty two is the easiest, uh, is the easiest ship, is the easiest tier ten to leaderboard because the expected damage is like forty thirty five thousand. Yeah, not a whole lot of people playing it these days either. Yeah. All right, Nimitz, uh, what do you got for parting shots? Uh, I just want to thank uh, the listeners in the at the podcast studio because during that deep dive segment, uh, segment your memes were killing me. I literally did not talk for like thirty seconds at a time because I was laughing so hard. So thank you very much. Um, I really enjoyed the deep dive segment. Segment. I keep saying segment. Uh, yep. Segment. Uh, what were we talking about? We're talking about the deep dive, right? Um, <laughs> Cut it out, man. You're going for 50. I, I know you're trying. <laughs> I would never say deep dive 50 times. I mean, who would do that? <laughs> no, seriously, the deep dive segment was awesome. And um, all the memes, all the involvement, this is uh, probably one of the funniest shows. I'm literally laughing out loud. I had tears coming down my eyes at one point. So thank you, guys. I enjoyed it. Uh, I hope you guys keep it up, and we see you next week. All right, Mando. And I got 50, by the way. <laughs> yes, you did. Bang up job. <laughs> I got, uh, I put it out earlier. I'm still waiting on some feedback. And so I'm going to hold off Research Bureau coming around on another um, reset for the seasons, I think, coming up uh, next month. So you'd be able to get your double research points. But uh, I put it out there and I'm going to wait. I'll wait off uh, another episode. Siegfried or Colbert? Which one should I go for next? Siegfried or Colbert. Colbert. So we'll uh, put that out there for our listeners. Take a take a vote on that one. Um, as always, I got my names for the week. Thank you, everybody who contributed. Uh, those of you who messaged me, sent me your names in. Top three names of the week or the episode. Um, as always, if I call your name out and if you know that person, have them contact me. Have them, have them, let's do this. Have them email the show, the full broadside at gmail.com. Email the show and say, hey, my name was called out on the, uh, the the weekly name list, and I will get you a weekend pass, 500 doubloons, a couple of days premium time. Anyway, without further ado, uh, CV is balance. CV is balance. Um, number two, I have balance Ouija. And the number one name of the week is RN Jesus Taketh Away. The RN Jesus Taketh Away. <laughs> <laughs> So I put those up in the uh, live show chat room. Um, yeah. So if you guys know them, uh, have them email the show. We're going to do it different this time. Have them email the show. I've already given out three weekend passes now. So I've had three names contact me. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's and cool. So it, it is real. It is legit. I will uh, gift you over a weekend pass. And so that is my parting shot. 
All right. And and I will say bang up job, Mando. I think that's the first time you mentioned the email correctly. So bang up job. <laughs> I know. I, you I didn't my finger it. Yeah, it is the full broadside. And Mando is always saying, email the show at full broadside. <laughs> no, he said it right tonight. I didn't even have to remind him. Bang up job. I got, I got highlighted in asterisk notes and underlined the full broadside. <laughs> Not the full broadside. No, nope, which is nope. a totally different email. Yeah, yeah God, God knows who you get on that end. You don't want to do that, so make and sure not you type the full right. deep dive. Not the <laughs> full deep dive. It's the full broadside at gmail.com. <laughs> 52. Look at that. All right. Well, I, I want to thank the, the chat room again. It, it, it's been fun. Uh, it, it really brightened up the uh, the chat room and, and, the, and the show quite quite immensely. <laughs> all of the all of the memes oh, that are going up and all of the interaction we had today um thanking all of them again individually scarecrow serpent white herb uh butters is here parches is here shep is here snow dog is here and gentleman walrus was here for a while too and had to leave but uh yeah thanks guys for being there it's been a lot of fun and i'm 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 expecting our discord to actually crash because of all the crap that's coming into this <laughs> chat room window right now but uh great episode i appreciate everybody being here and and putting in the time and and just giving us a chance giving us a listen and uh for those that are subscribing we really appreciate it I think somebody went from officer cadet to fleet admiral during this broadcast. <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for this week. Thanks everybody again for listening and joining us. Uh, take care. Bye bye. All music used in this podcast was provided by Joseph McDade. Find him at josephmcdade.com.